you won't even notice how you make bad decisions and why. The 119th episode of the American Entrepreneur Podcast. So it recently dawned on me that most of the worst decisions that I've made, least productive decisions that I've made, or most time-wasting decisions that I've made, and that everybody makes, you, me, and all of us, that is unfortunately causing serious harm to our being and the goals that we have in life is operating from a place of scarcity. And so, I've always wondered what the fuck that meant. Like, if you're anything like me, you're the type of person who kind of has hope, so to speak. You have hope. So you, you do have at least minute faith, a small amount of faith in other human beings. And what we're capable of. And so when you try something out, you have faith that if you do it, that it'll work. And so people talk about this abundance thing. You hear them talking about it everywhere. Be in a state of abundance and you're in like the worst pain ever. And they're just like, be in abundance. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so I kind of wrote it off for a long period of time. And here's what changed that. So when I lived in Atlanta a few years ago, all I did was sales in the day and then reading about business, entrepreneurship, sales in the night with a buddy, and then going and hanging out with and talking to girls. That's all I did. Straight up, wanted to be like world-class pickup artist, you know, just 24-7 going out there and pretty much killing the game, just sales and, and pickup and sales and pickup back to back, day after day, night after night. And so during this period, I went back and I read some of my older messages, just out of curiosity. I didn't didn't even really care. But I went back and read some of the older messages that I had been sending out to women. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? There were times, I think, I don't know if this makes sense. There were times, I think, when I messaged girls and I was like, hey. And they were like, hey. And I didn't respond because I was like, fuck, what did I do wrong? Like, not that bad, but kind of shit like that. I'd be like, hey, they'd be like, hey, and I'd be like, so what's up? They'd be like, nothing. How about you? And I'd just be like, damn, what did I fucking do wrong? Like, what did I do wrong? And, And so here's the crazy part. This is the part you came here for, so you do not want to miss this. The question is, what was making me act like that? What was making me overread every little thing? You know, there were times where I had simped over some girl that I look back in life and I'm like, what the fuck? She's ugly. She was like, she wasn't even that hot. Why was I simping over this girl? She wasn't that hot. Her personality sucked. We weren't compatible at all. What? in me thought that that made sense. And so we all have this drive, 
essentially to date in life. But what in me made that drive go towards this fucking thing? No offense, homegirl. But it's like, what the hell made me do this? And it's because not having a lot of options reduces your mind to the size of what you think is possible. Or to what you don't have. And so you come from a place of scarcity. Now here's the problem. If you've done sales or know salespeople or watched a marketing ad at any period of time in your life, you'll know that one of the number one buttons they press to get you to purchase something is through using a form of scarcity. Displaying, communicating, or relaying scarcity. So I've always thought that sales was something like being the opposite of what all the techniques do to everybody else. And so after hitting the quote-unquote dating market, people talk so logical about this shit nowadays, but after going around dating, talking to people, I realized that there was certain stuff that I wouldn't tolerate. I was just like, I've had way better than this. For what reason would I even tolerate this? For what reason would I even put up with this? Like, I've had way better. What makes this an experience worth exerting energy for? I'm confused. I've had girls pay for me to hang out with them and be cool as fuck. Buy me food, offer to bring me on dates. And why would I put up with... You get what I'm saying. Like, can you put yourself in my shoes? You have girls literally paying to take you out to eat. Like, like it isn't that I didn't have cash. It's like paying to get me, like, paying to get me to them. It's happened more than enough times in my life. Girls asking me to date both of them. Yet I'm putting up with this nonsense. For what reason? And so do you see the mindset shift? Do you see how smoothly I did that? You got to give me credit. That was smooth. I went from, damn, like, I hope this works out. This relationship matters. Um, Why doesn't she like me? To, like, why would I put up with this bullshit? And in a matter of, like, a few years, I don't, it should have been that way either way. But for whatever reason, took me time for that. Who knows? Don't necessarily care. I learned something super important from it. When you come from a mentality of abundance, it's hard for the world to get you to do shit. I remember having this buddy in Atlanta and we were shooting the shit. He's talking about this job he was going to get. And they said something along the lines of, how much do you think we should pay you? And his response was, there's no amount of money in the world you could pay me that would be worth what I could actually do for somebody. There's no amount of money you could pay me to actually do this job. The amount of value that has to be brought here and what you guys are going to get out of it, to be fair, there's absolutely no amount of money you could put on that. And that's exactly why you're paying somebody else to do it. (laughs) Like, yo, what a fucking bargain. 
it's hard to bargain with a person that's like, I, I, I don't work for money. Plus, you guys couldn't pay me enough if you wanted to for what I'm actually worth. I don't work for money. I do what I do because I like doing it. It's important. That's why I even considered this talk. If I didn't see something in it, we wouldn't even be sitting here. But to be frank, there's no amount of money you could pay me for what I actually do. Super interesting. You put yourself, you position yourself in life where you can't be purchased. There is nothing that can make you trade on yourself. On your values. You don't care, you don't need anything. You gotta be a grateful fucking person. And so here's how gratitude changes your frame of approach. With that being said, the problem here, my friends, is you'll never even notice. Because what else could you notice? All you have is what's right in front of you. You don't have the abundance of what else could be. You'll never even notice. And so rather it's dating. Girls already know this. Like they don't need to be taught or told this. If it's dating, go talk to as many people as possible, then make a decision because you're not in a place of scarcity when you make the decision. Therefore, you can be clear-minded and make a proper, intelligent decision based off of a ton of data, a ton of different flavors, series, and tastes of women. Now you compare that to which one of these is actually valuable. And so you don't have pressure on you furthermore to make that decision because, oh no, what if this, this one goes wrong? Well, there's 40 other options. And if this one went wrong while I was waiting to make a proper decision, then that probably wasn't the right energy to be a part of. So now you can make a proper decision with it. And so with that being said, how deep psychologically, so that's very conscious, right? Let's talk about abundance in the subconscious. How can we do that? How can we bring about abundance in the subconscious mind? Like, what is the feeling that is the opposite of scarcity? Because that's probably what it would be. So let's be frank here for people who might not think emotions matter. When you chose a shitty person to date and you didn't have options, or you felt like or like you felt you had options, whatever you feel, that was an emotional decision, not logical. Almost nothing we do is just logical decisions. Especially if you don't have abundance, that was an emotional decision from the choices you had. Maybe not much thought put into that. Maybe you're not aware that if it's the only person you're talking to, your mind will work different. Who knows? And so on a subconscious level, how do you be the opposite? Listen, you want to be the guy who's sleeping in a cave and somebody offers you a million dollars and you're like, I don't know, it doesn't really, you know, how am I going to do this and not have to leave the cave And to be honest with you, there's no amount of money you could give me to do this. It's a really big job. Like, that's the level of indifference 
that you want to have as you move through the world. You want to have that level of indifference where you could be laying on the ground on fire and someone would be like, you give me a thousand dollars, I'll pour water on you. And you're just like, "Uh, I don't really know if I can justify the thousand, you know, I mean, the wind's going to put it out or I'm going to be gone. Like, you know, either way, do you get what I'm saying? Like you want to be in this position where you're like, uh, that's a fair offer. I really do appreciate it. But there are many other opportunities because the emotional frame that you have when you come from that, it makes you make better decisions. Let me tell you as a salesperson, if salespeople can put us through architecture trees of decisions in life to get us to make a decision from the time they meet us to the close, what makes you think there aren't thousands or millions of things happening in your life right now that are spiritually, emotionally, or, or just logically day-to-day event-wise pulling your psyche around from decision to decision to decision to decision. Let me ask you, you ever do this thing where you you imagine, I only do it more and more nowadays, but where you imagine yourself from a bird's eye view walking and you look at yourself and you think about yourself? Think about yourself like you're like some type of scientist watching an animal walk around. You're like, what am I doing all day? Like you try to figure yourself out. You're like, what am I doing? Where am I headed? How is my mind making these decisions? How did this happen over a period of five, ten years? What was it in my life that made me like this? What is in my life that made me have this type of skill? What is in my life that taught me this lesson so deeply that I keep following through with this momentum and direction in life? Like, why am I who I am? You ask yourself that? Because if not, you're probably doing whatever you do for a bunch of fucking reasons that nobody knows. Which is fine. I guess that's fine too. But here's the thing, guys. The more and more you sit down and think about this, the more you realize that gratitude is the opposite of a, uh, scarcity, which means in order to make the best decisions in life, you literally have to be in a fucking frame of gratitude. Isn't that great? Isn't that ironic? The problem is we're making so many decisions Every day, a human being is like a walking decision machine and is therefore somewhat of a walking engineer. Like, you know, you you guys, I'm going to tell you a little weird side tip here. It's going to make life make sense to you. You know, one of the number one reasons that they have problems with AI and robots is because they can't get the robots to have a sense of self so they can use that sense of self to make decisions based off of that that's the problem they ran into at first they were like well it can monitor things outside of itself but it's kind of hard to give the robot a sense of self so you need a sense of self to make decisions and since you do have a sense of self you're always making decisions since you're a walking sense of self making decisions that self should be at the optimal degree at its prime to make decisions. Am I right? Like, am I bullshitting there? It's true. You have to be at the optimal... I mean, it makes it makes sense. It's, it's a fair point. You have to be at an optimal decision-making 
Now, there's people in the military who are super stressed when they make decisions. I, like, but I can tell you there's someone who teaches in the military, who teaches the whole military, and I've watched tons of his videos. And you know what he says all the time? He's like, and they're in the military, right? So it's different. But he's like, killing's okay. If someone's attacking you, it's perfectly fine. What are you going to do? Not save yourself and your family? You have to understand that that is okay. And so he's even teaching them to step back from this scarcity, even with like crazy shit like that. So if it works for that, it probably works in your little ass entrepreneurship journey. Your little ass baby life problem compared to like the military or something, or even a bigger problem, right? And so how do we use this practically? How do we walk away from this and use this practically to make better decisions so we can have better dating life, better money, and just better decisions in general in life? More money per hour, better decisions, better dating, super happy life now, today, not a happy life tomorrow. I'm talking about today. What the fuck would give us that today? Once you ask yourself that sometimes, like, what am I waiting on? What am I sitting here? What, am, what is it that I'm waiting for to happen to move forward with all this shit? How did the time pass me by? What is it that I'm waiting on? What are you waiting on? Seeing life as this narrative, what are you waiting on? Break out of all of it. Unleash your brakes and break free of all the bullshit. Be grateful for what you have and go from there. Let me tell you something. You start these decisions you make without gratitude, I'll tell you firsthand. I'm not some angel. I'm a person who should be in therapy half the time, right? Like, I just know how to take a flawed human being and work towards making better decisions that have helped me make things better for myself and other people. Not claiming to be some magic person. I'm saying these are very practical things that have helped me make more money and make better dating decisions than half the people I've ever met. It saved me so much unnecessary suffering that I've seen so many other people go through that I did not want to go through. And so let me save you even more suffering here so that you can move forward down the current and stop waiting and do it today, today, now. Make life great today and now. There's a mil- You need to travel around. You need to touch the experience for it to be real. Can't rely on your fucking imagination for everything. Sorry, um, the secret people. Right? You need to touch it. Like, you need to walk around and just say, like, if it's a guy with girls, just walk around and say hi. That's it. That's it. Before you do anything... Just get in your head the abundance of it. Wake up and say, oh my God, this bed's comfortable. I've slept on the floor. I'm like, oh my God, this floor is comfortable. And I'm actually serious because I come from the fucking hood growing up where I did sleep on the floor. So that wasn't absurd to me that, right? So people have certain levels of gratitude for everything, certain levels and layers. And we all have different expectations and standards of what it is that we want in life. And since we all have different expectations and standards that we want to reach, 
We have unnecessary suffering because we're having problems reaching the goal. And so you already have enough in life that's going to hold you back from quote unquote, what it is you quote unquote want. What makes you think that it would help you coming from a place of scarcity? All right, we've established that, right? So that being said, the problem is you don't know what to do that's the opposite of that. And you listen to half these gurus, they don't know, and you can't find any videos. Go look, go look it up right now. Go look at some practical things that very, like I am right now, like a human being, very practically explaining the shit. Dude, there's such a gap in the market for stuff like this. It's not there because it's not real. Most people watching educational videos on YouTube are never going to take action on what they're watching. So there's very few people. Now, I'm putting this out there for those people that are really doing it because I know that you guys are a small audience. I know that there's barely any of you. I'm, I know I may never even reach all of you. And I know I may never make one penny off of this. It would be awesome to. I definitely fantasize about it. Like, oh, that would be fucking amazing. But at the same time, this is for the fact that imagine we, imagine we all had all the cash in the world and it was infinite and never disappeared and our only jobs instead of getting cash was to use said cash to make things better and better and better and better. Then what would we do? And I think about that all the time. If we all had this weird green circle that spun in a circle that followed us everywhere we go and it spit out money and as soon as the bank account cleared it infinitely just refilled and refilled and refilled and refilled if life was like that in theory and everything was infinite then what would we all do then what should you do if the game between you and your neighbor of who's the better money maker went away and everybody had infinite money and you could no longer nag and bicker about that what's the next best competition that would help humanity so to speak what's the next best thing the thing beyond It'd probably be how you spend the money. Like if the goal is no longer getting the money, then it would probably be how you spend the money. Like if getting there was no longer the, the issue, what, what you actually made out of the journey would be the most valuable thing. And I think we'll see that with technology where we have all these new technologies coming out, replacing old shit that took so much time and money and you can do it for free. And so if anybody can generate an AI image, then how come only a few people have an Instagram that are blowing the fuck up off of AI images? See, it's what you do with what you have at the end of the day, whether it be market-wise, global, society, spiritual-wise, or just very human, like personal-wise. And so in order to do that, we got to get to a state of abundance. So I know that this podcast is a direct reflection of the fact that I don't know if anyone's really ever going to listen to this. I'll probably listen back in it one day. And the people who will, I know you guys are going to love this. I know that I'm pretty much going to reach nobody, but I'm 28 right now. When I'm 90 years old, I know there would be entrepreneurs talking to me like, dude, that's the OG like, that's, that's homie who made this podcast. Like, yo, like, you're a legend. But it's, like, only between three people. Like, when I was growing up younger, like, I liked all these bands. Like, I love these fucking bands, right? And nobody knew who they were. 
that had like 159 likes on Facebook and still do. And I'm just like, you don't get it, man. This shit changed my life. Some like 16-year-old kid just like, um, this dude's weird. And I'm just like, yo, I fucking love this music so much. And I know that this could be that thing for somebody and that that person is actually really going to benefit from this. And it's just going to be a cool moment and I'll just be grateful for it. And of course, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a capitalist. There's a part of me that's like, damn, I should have I charged for that. But you know what? In the grand scheme of things, that's a non-abundant thing to think. Because who knows? Maybe those people come to me and they give, they're like, I want to work with your marketing company. And that turns into $100,000 worth of contracts. Like, you never really know. And so there's so many frames you could go about life, this scarce-ass mindset that rarely gets anything done, that constricts you, that makes you make worse and stupid decisions. And then you could train yourself every single day to be as abundant and grateful as possible. And for what reason would I do that? Why would I be grateful? First off, what a stupid fucking question. Let me tell you. Why would I be grateful? That's like saying, why would I not, why would I be happy? Or why would I be in a better mood? Or why would I not stab myself in the foot? Like there's inherent obvious pain that if you don't understand, there's not much I can do for you. But let's be honest here. Why would you want to stop making bad decisions? You'll never know they're bad decisions. Your brain doesn't know that. You don't know. You don't have enough data abundance to know, man. When I move back home and I'm in the city, or our city is like, you know, a city of crime. There's only a few options to live here. And then I always remind myself, wait a minute, there's a whole world out there. There's different states. There's fucking different counties even next to us. I'm like, yo, listen, the world is a very big place with many options. Don't take the data in this city to create rose-colored glasses of the entire world. Like, there's a lot of shit out there. There's so much shit. There's so much opportunity. In the future, maybe there'll be, I'll be like, well, I have 200 podcasts. And everyone's like, you know, even your grandma's like, I have 200 podcast episodes too. The fuck does that matter? You're just like, damn. And then what will I be? Oh, I'm ungrateful because the podcast didn't ever do what, like all these things and decisions are based off of fucking scarcity. I woke up today in a bed, comfy ass bed. With the fan on the window open, just how I like it. That's how I do it all the way through the winter. It's got to be cold as... not, Bro, just the fan. Every single time I go to sleep. Called a hood classic. Fall asleep with the fan. It's too fucking hot at night. We don't got ACs. And then over time, I think our culture's just got used to fucking hearing that fan noise or something. I don't know, man. Sleep with the fan every single night or else I can't even sleep. (laughs) So I slept super well. I got a bass and two guitars and a ukulele sitting in here. Laptop I got. Like, these are all like, see, I'm already extending too far out. Like, how about I just woke up? And after you start to do this for a while, you're like, what the fuck? I tried being grateful. I didn't make any money. (laughs) Like, yo, you get the money to do things to attempt to feel 
or attempt to chase something towards the emotional spectrum of what gratitude would be anyways. Why not just wake up and cut the line and just feel grateful? Yeah, see, it's not complex. We're just cutting the line in life straight to the source of the thing that everybody's looking for. So we're rich from the jump. And I pity the people that act like we're not. I remember growing up, very grateful for my parents. Listen, I remember growing up being super poor. My mom was like, I hate being poor. I'll be so happy. when." And then we had cash, right, with like our combined families and shit. We had cash and it was like still the same level of um, neuroticism. And even about money. And it's like you stress about the $2 you spend and then you stress about the 2000 you spend the exact same. Like that's a weird relationship to have with that thing. It doesn't make any sense. So I pity the person including myself like at all I'm not above or beyond these things none of us are but there's a part of me that's like dude we fucking woke up today and I'm not saying that that's some type of like oh good job I'm saying like if you think about it you already won like a lot of the percentage what is the likelihood that your great, 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 great grandparents would reproduce and then one of the million sperm cells would turn into your great, great, great grandparents and that all four of those generations would live long enough to reproduce and then have you one of a million other ones and then you actually be born and be where you are today. What are the odds of that actually fucking happening? Pretty much zero. So I think we already won the moment that we woke up. And I know that I'm fucking up in life, for lack of better words, when I forget that. Rather be over girls, money, relationships, family, friends, car issues, stubbing my toe issues, computer issues. It's all the same thing at the end of the day. So I'm being too logical here. But it's about gratitude. It really is. It's about gratitude. That's what we're attempting to do. So if you're grateful, when the devil comes to you and says, ha, you have a million dollars, brokey, you need to make a million and one. Shout out, Andrew. He's cool. I'm just this hilarious. You have uh, you need to have a million and one. You only have a million. Ha ha. Here's what I'll make you do for a million and one. You can be like, no, thank you. And then he'll try to bargain with you. And he's like, what would it take to get you to lessen your gratitude so that you could make a million and one? And you'll be like, I would never do this for money or any of the things that you have. Because the devil can't have gratitude. From what I understand, the devil was in heaven and fucked it up. Like the devil can't have gratitude. So whatever you get from that guy or whatever energy that's considered or whatever emotions we've characterized our repeated behaviors as a species, whatever that thing can give you, it can't give you gratitude back. So what you, when you sharpen this, what you stop doing 
is trading your actual assets for liabilities, which is, it seems to be the theory of what the devil is, is he's, he's trading your soul, a true asset for a series of liabilities. And you'll take on more liabilities in life to get something that may be another liability, but not being grateful enough for your assets, not making enough of your assets. John lived on an apple farm. He left the farm to get job skills so that he could get a job. So that he could get paid and go to the store and buy an apple from a clerk who gets apples from an apple farm. Like as a species, we haven't come together and decided, hey, how are we going to collectively make better decisions? If you want to pretend that that's what politics is, go ahead. But we haven't really done that, and I don't see how that would even happen. Haven't even found a thing in history that, I mean, again, you want to pretend that's politics, go ahead. It's like, how do we decide to make better decisions? Is it religion? Is it politics? Is it the grassroots communities coming together to do so? What is it? And so, if you don't want to miss out here, I think you should take this. Be grateful. You'll make better decisions. And do you see how when you're grateful for what you have, when the devil comes along and tries to give you a bunch of liabilities, you won't trade your assets for liabilities. That's the story. That's the story of the devil and selling your soul to the devil. Your soul's the most valuable fucking thing ever and sold it to learn how to be good at guitar or something like that. What makes you think you should do something like that? It makes absolutely no sense. So, if you can outwit the devil, I guarantee you, you can outwit a few human beings in a small-ass negotiation. And that's the kicker to this. And I saved this for you as a bonus if you listen to this at the end. If you can outwit the devil in a negotiation, then you can... I don't want to necessarily say outwit because you wouldn't need to do that with anybody else. But you're negotiating with the devil, you can negotiate with mankind at a baseline level, I guarantee it. Because when your decisions are made from abundance instead of scarcity and liability thinking and overthinking what you're going to get and underthinking what you already have... Overthinking what you're going to get and underthinking what you already have. Overthinking what you're going to get and underthinking what you already have is the essence of mankind's suffering. Whether you're making money, whether you're growing a business, whether you're going anywhere, overthinking what you're going to get and underthinking what you already have The quest for glory is nothing more than the seed of contempt for what one already has. And so you have to be glorious and take pride, care, love, fulfillment, joy, and gratitude in what you already have. Or else all your decisions come from a baseline emotional state of scarcity in which your brain won't even know that you're making worse decisions. 
I tell you what, because when I look back and I say, well, that's how I used to talk to girls. That's how I used to talk to women. That's how I used to sell. That's how I used to do that. No wonder. That's coming from a place of scarcity. A scarce person is a a scary and weird person. That's a person who's going to do whatever it takes. I'm not being like on some weird shit, but you get what I'm saying. You can't, you can't trust a person who, listen, you can trust a person who has a million options, but chooses you. You can't trust a person with no options, then chooses you. That's creepy. That's weird. That's a whole different thing. Hate to admit it, but it is. It's weird. So when it comes to sales, if you seem like the only person I've ever spoke to, it's going to seem really fucking weird. It's just going to. It's going to be weird for me too. Because you can feel the energy of how much I need that sale. (laughs) You can feel the energy of how much I don't have. Like the lack of abundance and gratitude almost rubs off on you. And then when I'm making decisions in that sale, everything I'm doing is informed by one thought in my head. We going to close this shit or what? (laughs) Instead of being like, dude, I'm going to talk to 200 people. I guarantee I'm going to talk to more people than any person in this fucking company. So I'm I'm sure I can help you out. But let me tell you, ahead of time, we're only going to do this if it's a good relationship. Is that fair? We're only going to do this if it's a good relationship. And uh, so, yeah. You won't even notice how you make bad decisions and why. Go be grateful or you won't even notice that your decisions are coming from a place of scarcity and are making your life worse. Be grateful.